Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. It is Sparky's Midday Madness, but no Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today. Nay, nay, it's Dan Flucker filling in the seat, keeping it warm for him. He'll be back on Thursday, so you'll hear my voice again on this show tomorrow. And you also heard my voice on the big show the last two days, so it shouldn't be that big of a surprise that Sparky's not here and that I am. I also hosted Rami's show yesterday, so it's been a full uh, 24 hours, 48 hours here for me, Dan Plucker filling in for Sparky. It's been a lot of fun talking with all of you at 414-799-1250 about a bunch of different things. We've talked Badgers, a lot of Packers, and the health of guys like David Bakhtiari, Zadaria Smith, and Jair Alexander. And before we get into our topic for the hour, um, Pat McAfee just had Aaron Rodgers on the show. And we talked about during the big show today, you know, like, hey, uh, Bakhtiari, Jair, Zadarius, they could all be returning this week, at least the practice, maybe even playing on Sunday against the Bears. Well, Aaron Rodgers kind of maybe squashed a little bit of that hope and that hype today on the Pat McAfee show. He didn't, excuse me, he didn't say as much as he usually does on the Pat McAfee show, but he did mention that uh, he doesn't think Bakhtiari's playing. Yeah, was well, he going to play or not? Do we have him coming back? Is the golf cart giver coming back or not? I I don't think uh, he's coming back this week. Okay. I don't think that's that's going to happen. God, yeah. But uh, you never know. So that sounds like a less than optimistic Aaron Rodgers about David Bakhtiari's chances of playing this week. Nevertheless, all three of them will be back in the near future. I don't think there's any question about that. And we're going to have... Uh, some talented players, some all-pro type of players back on the field, including David Bakhtiari. We talked about that on the Wendy's Big Show today with who do you think they need back the most between those three, and we had a good discussion throughout the show, Gary and Leroy both thinking that it was David Bakhtiari 
that the Packers needed back the most. I said Jair Alexander. I'm not completely, completely bought in on the Russell Douglas train. I'm wondering if that magic is going to be running out. You can hear all of that on BigShowNetwork.com or rewind using the Odyssey app. But I do want to switch gears a little bit, keep talking about the Green Bay Packers, but move to that quarterback that was on the Pat McAfee show and talk about the MVP because Mike Florio, which I know is a hot rod name in the uh, Milwaukee market for Twitter because everybody does not like the way that he talks about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, and it's well-documented that he's a Minnesota Vikings fan. So it makes sense. But what he said right before kickoff of the first games on Sunday was something that was intriguing to me. He said, I bet whichever quarterback winds up with the number one seed in the NFC wins the MVP award. So, I mean, realistically, there are a couple teams that could make it to the top. Right now, it would be Kyler Murray by that uh, measure, which I would be rather surprised by. Not going to lie, if Kyler Murray wound up winning MVP. It's certainly not out of the question, but with those missed weeks and the team really looking good without him, I question if Kyler Murray's in the conversation at all. Uh, second is Green Bay Packers, so Aaron Rodgers certainly in that conversation, having a solid year. And then third would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady, who's leading the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. Fourth, the Cowboys. Dak Prescott has not looked good, missed a game, and and during stretches of this season, he has not played well. Just flat out, he has not played well in in certain games this year. He has a bunch of weapons around him and a good defense, so the question is if if it's more of his defense and the team around him than Dak Prescott himself that's carrying the Dallas Cowboys. Then you move on to the Rams, who are the only other team realistically that could somehow catch the one seed if they really heat up and some of these other teams fall because they're two games back, along with the Cowboys, I suppose. They are two games back of the Arizona Cardinals with, what is it, five to play to get to 17? So, yeah, five to play. Some pretty crazy stuff would have to happen for the Rams and Matt Stafford to wind up winning the MVP. Same with Dak Prescott. So pretty much Florio saying it's a three-horse race between Kyler Murray Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. Statistically, uh, Tom Brady leading the league in passing yards. 3,771 passing yards. He's also leading the lead league in attempts with 508, which is 30 more than the next closest in Patrick Mahomes. He's on pace to have the second most attempts in NFL history at this rate for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So are those numbers a little bit inflated? And I think a lot of people that are on the uh, Aaron Rodgers side of this MVP debate or the Jonathan Taylor side of this MVP debate are going to say, yes, those numbers are inflated because of how much he's throwing the football at this volume. Completing 68.3% of his passes, though, has been rather impressive. It was right up there along with Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, Tua and Kyler Murray, who actually leads the quarterbacks in the NFL with 72.7% completion. You move the touchdowns and uh, 34 touchdowns for Tom Brady this year. Patrick Mahomes is as 23 along with uh, Aaron Rodgers has 23 as well. Patrick Mahomes has 25. Aaron Rodgers with 23. So Brady with 11 more touchdowns 
and 600 more yards than Aaron Rodgers right now, who some people want to say could be in the MVP conversation. So it's an interesting one for sure. That's why I wanted to bring it into Sparky's Midday Madness and have this discussion with you. Could it be the NFC, the person that wins the NFC, the team that wins the NFC, their quarterback, be the MVP by season's end? 414-799-1250 to join me, Dan Plucker, here on Sparky's Midday Madness because in my eyes, I don't don't think it's very close right now. I think it's a two-horse race. I think it's Tom Brady and I think it's Jonathan Taylor. It's it's those two dudes. I don't think it matters with who winds up with the number one seed in the NFC. I don't buy that. I'm not buying that. I think it's a bunch of baloney, honestly, on Florio's part. Because I don't think Kyler Murray is going to win it. I stated the reasons why. He's missed several games, three games already this season. And while he has good numbers, 19 touchdowns in nine games and 2,399 yards in the air it's good and leading the league in completion percentage he's been great this year but his team also won two games without him with Colt McCoy at quarterback and they've looked darn good even when Kyler Murray isn't at his best seven picks on the year as well for Kyler Murray or excuse me 11 no seven seven I looked at Taylor Heineke's numbers seven interceptions for Kyler Murray. Tom Brady has 10 on the season, just through a pick six last week, an ugly pick six, but still 34 touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers, 23 touchdowns to just four interceptions this year. And if you if you're asking who does more with less, the answer is Aaron Rodgers. Because he's had a bunch of injured receivers this season. He's had an injured offensive line. And the main reason they're in the position that they are with all of the injuries that they have for the Green Bay Packers is because of 12. If 12's not the quarterback, this team's looking a little bit different, I think. Lots of different games, lots of different scenarios without 12. I mean, we saw the one game and how it went down with a struggling Chiefs team at the time beating the Packers in Kansas City, and that kind of being the jumpstart for Kansas City to really make a difference. If, If Aaron Rodgers is playing in that game, the Packers win. The Packers beat Kansas City. And we're talking about a completely different a d- different story in that game and, and maybe even for the Kansas City Chiefs season. And so knowing how much value he has to the team, yes, I think Aaron Rodgers has to be in the conversation. Do I think he actually wins the thing? No, I don't. I, I, I don't think this year is a year for Aaron Rodgers to win the MVP. And I think a lot of Packer fans out there are expectant of him to almost. I think we are at that point where year in, year out, Aaron Rodgers should be MVP in some Packer fans' eyes. And and this year, I just don't see it. I'll, I'll be honest. He's playing great. He's he's playing at an Aaron Rodgers level. There's no doubt about that in my mind. I just don't think he has the numbers comparatively to some of these other guys in the league to win it by season's end. I think it's Tom Brady. And I don't know. Maybe if the Bills turn things around, Josh Allen can be in that conversation. Maybe... Justin Herbert can be in that conversation if they if they turn things around. Heaven knows that Patrick Mahomes has won an MVP in his career as well. If he if, if the deep ball starts to be figured out in Kansas City, maybe he can throw his name into that talk. But all those dudes that I just listed right now have similar or better numbers than Aaron Rodgers. 
It's just the way that it is. A lot of people are clamoring for him to win MVP again. I just don't see it this year. I don't. And then Jonathan Taylor, if we're being completely honest, needs to win MVP. It's, it, he's having a Derrick Henry from last season-esque year this season. And I don't think there is a clear-cut favorite for MVP in terms of quarterbacks. Tom Brady, yes. Tom Brady, yes. I, he's up there. Maybe with stat padding, maybe with inflated numbers, but Tom Brady is probably the leader right now because he's a quarterback, he's Tom Brady, his team's playing well, and they are the reigning Super Bowl champions. It's hard to pick against a guy like Tom Brady. But for the way this season has turned around for the Indianapolis Colts, I just have to think that Jonathan Taylor needs to be in this conversation and probably, in my eyes, should win the thing. I don't know if there's a more valuable player on a roster across the league than what Jonathan Taylor brings to the Indianapolis Colts. He has almost 1,400 rushing yards this season. The next closest is Joe Mixon with 978. It's it's not close. Derrick Henry is, is third still despite only playing eight games and has 937 rushing yards. So he would have been in that same category, I think, as Jonathan Taylor if he would have stayed healthy. But his injury kind of derails all of that. But we're looking at another four games for the Colts because they're on their bye week this week. Averaging about 104 yards a game is Jonathan Taylor, and he has games where he explodes for 150, sometimes almost 200 yards, it seems, often in these games, wouldn't it be so cool for the Wisconsin product to win MVP? I certainly don't think it's out of the question for Jonathan Taylor. He's got some tough games when he comes back against a good Patriots defense in Arizona against the Cardinals, but then finishes off with a couple cupcakes for running the football at home against the Raiders and then in Jacksonville. So four games remaining on this Colts schedule Maybe he can get it done. Maybe he gets right around that 1,800-yard mark, has 16 rushing touchdowns on the season, and has been a beast this season. Nothing short of an absolute beast from Jonathan Taylor this year. So when, when asked if the NFC number one seeds quarterback is going to be MVP, I highly question that. Because in my eyes, it's Tom Brady and it's Jonathan Taylor. That's the conversation for MVP right now. Maybe a guy here or there can sneak into the conversation, but I don't see why or how guys like Kyler Murray or Aaron Rodgers could win the MVP. And realistically, those are the three teams that could still win and take over that number one seed. So from Mike Florio's point, that's that's the only, those are the only three. He thinks Murray, Rodgers, or Brady. Jonathan Taylor has to be in that conversation in my eyes, too. 414-799-1250 to join me, Dan Plucker, here on Sparky's Midday Madness. We're broadcasting live from the Lakeland University studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. We'll hit a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation. We're also going to hear from Ryan Wood later on in the show. We'll get Sam Schmidt's thoughts as well. That comes up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. 
It is Sparky's Midday Madness. No Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today, though. It's Dan Plucker filling in the seat, keeping it warm for him on a Tuesday. Talking to you about the NFL MVP award because Mike Florio, who I know not a lot of Packer fans like, I get it, Pro Football Talk on Twitter, said that the winner of the NFC, the number one seed in the NFC, their quarterback, will wind up winning the MVP. To me, it just does not make logistical sense because that means it's either Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, or Tom Brady. And right now, Tom Brady's numbers across the board are far and superior to that of both Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has missed several games, which is in part of it. He's missed three games, and Aaron Rodgers missed the one game and had that whole COVID situation, which Ross Tucker earlier on the big show said that he thought that was going to hurt his chances. The way that he treated the media and the way he has treated the media throughout his career really is going to impact the voting on MVP this year. Ryan Wood, who we had right on after Ross Tucker, did not want to hear any of that. He called that baloney. We'll hear that interview with with Ryan Wood coming up in a little bit here. But it, it, it certainly begs the question, and we'll talk about that tomorrow on the big show as well. Will Gary Leroy, Spark, or Gary Leroy and myself will be discussing that because it, it's certainly something that needs to be. Could, could that COVID situation... And, and how it was handled with the Pat McAfee show, could that impact the way that he is going to be looked for the MVP award? I don't think it should. It should be based on his play on the field, which has been close to an MVP level, but it is not at the level that Tom Brady is playing right now in, what is it, his age 44 season? Tom Brady's been unbelievable. He has been. And I know people will say way more attempts way more completions, all the talent around him, all these different things, but we're seeing something that we have never seen in Tom Brady this season at 44 years old. We're seeing a guy that is throwing for has thrown for almost 4,000 yards through 12 games at 44 years old and is coming off of a Super Bowl championship, has 34 touchdowns on the season, to 10 picks that that's almost unheard of what he is doing. And it's historic. It is fans aren't going to like it. Cause a lot of people here in Milwaukee and in Wisconsin don't like Tom Brady, but right now he is the league MVP and Jonathan Taylor should be right in that conversation as well. Like I said, in the last segment, but I don't see how Aaron Rodgers wins this honestly with those things, nor Kyler Murray. And that's Mike Florio's whole argument, which I don't understand. Because Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are not going to get there. Dak's numbers are nowhere near good enough. Now, Matthew Stafford, which I know, Matthew Stafford, his numbers are actually pretty similar to to Brady's. Just about 150 yards less than him passing the football. Has 30 touchdowns to nine interceptions. But I don't think that there's a way that Stafford can can get away with it because of those pick sixes that he's thrown in the interceptions and the time of which those interceptions have been thrown. They've cost his team football games. And because of that, I think Stafford worked himself right out of the conversation for MVP. At one point, yes, Matthew Stafford was in that conversation. Now I don't think he is anymore. I think he lost it with 
a couple poor performances that he's had this season. Otherwise, his name would be right there too. Statistically, again, right there in this MVP talk. But right now, Tom Brady, 44 years old, without Bill Belichick, which some people were questioning if he would ever be able to do this and replicate this kind of season, first in yards, first in touchdowns, second in ESPN's QBR. He's the MVP. MVP typically goes to the best quarterback in the league, and right now Tom Brady is playing like the best quarterback in the league, albeit with a lot of help. I get it. Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown when he's been healthy, Gronk when he's been healthy, one of the best offensive lines in football, two solid running backs in Leonard Fournette especially. Ronald Jones is not having as great of a year, but that's a great team that he has built around him. And he hasn't really had a major slip-up of a game that has cost his team a win. He didn't play well against Washington, and that was a loss. But you can argue that there were other things in that game that that cost them overall. I mean, against the Rams a couple weeks ago, they lost, but it wasn't because of Brady. 432 passing yards and a touchdown. Completed almost 75% of his balls. Tom Brady's playing at a different level, folks, and it's scary. It's scary. That's a guy that I think a lot of people are fearful of, especially here in Wisconsin because of last year and how things went in the NFC Championship last year where he threw three picks and the Packers still lost. Now imagine if he's playing like this. It's going to be a different story. It's going to be a a tough one to be told. But right now, Tom Brady is the MVP of the league. Jonathan Taylor in the conversation. If there's any other quarterback, there's not really anybody else deserving right now in my eyes. What say you? 414-799-1250. Who do you think winds up with this MVP award? I think it's probably Tom Brady. Sam, uh, other side of the glass, is with us as well. I want to get his thoughts. Who do you think wins MVP? It's, it's got to be Tom, right? Yeah, I'm going to go either pre- pretty much Brady or Rodgers. I think, yeah, it, it will come down to whoever does win that number one seed in the NFC. And I wouldn't put it past anybody, too, that Kyler Murray is probably going to end up being in that top three, too. It's just with the Jonathan Taylor thing, I don't see – him winning it and I know that may be shocking but I mean Derrick Henry ran for over 2,000 yards right. last year and he Jonathan led the league Taylor's, in rushes and all that and he didn't even crack the top three in voting for MVP uh, last and year. Jonathan so. Taylor's in that conversation I feel like again this season of just yeah. absolutely dominant at his position but they don't give the award to running backs anymore right and the way that it works I mean if we're not going to give Derrick Henry if we're not going to give Derrick Henry an MVP award in a season that he had you know one less game than Jonathan Taylor's going to have this year then a running back's probably never going to win it again. So right, I agree. In that in that logic, I'll probably go with Tom Brady and Rodgers, or even maybe even Kyler Murray if they do end up winning the number one seed. And Murray has a pretty good end of the season. Yeah, Murray just missed too many games for me in my eyes, and and Rodgers missed his one game, and I think the media is going to hold the whole COVID thing against him. I do. It's it's unfortunate, but it's the way that some of these media members work. It's not necessarily play on the field, and in terms of passing yards. I know he's played one less game, but Rodgers also has almost 1,000 less passing yards this season than Tom Brady. Rodgers is still sub-3,000 passing yards. Tom Brady's almost at 4,000. So it's, it's pretty impressive what Tom Brady has been able to do this year. He's carrying the team. Their running game has not been very good, has Tampa Bay's, and, and they've been relying on his arm at 44 years old, and it's paying off for Tampa Bay. Aaron Rodgers in the conversation. Don't get me wrong. He'll probably be in that top three. 
I just don't see any way that he actually wins the thing. We'll talk more about it with Ryan Wood, who joined the Wendy's Big Show earlier today, gave his thoughts on this, gave us a couple injury updates, including Josh Myers, which we seem to have forgotten that he's not on the field, the rookie center, or at least we, we haven't heard anything from him in weeks about what's going on with him. Ryan Wood provides somewhat of an update and gets into some of these other conversations too. And even this MVP conversation here from the guy up in green Bay next here on Sparky's midday med. Sparky's Midday Madness. Dan Flucker filling in this chair, keeping it warm for Sparky today, who has the day off. I'll be back tomorrow on the big show in Sparky's Midday Madness as well. Apologize for that longer intro music. I was having some issues with my headphones, uh, and I just realized that I hadn't turned them on, so that was pretty pretty dumb of me. Uh, but it is uh, Sparky's Midday Madness, and uh, we're going to go, and we were talking about MVPs in this MVP award, and we're going to go up to Green Bay and talk with our guy, Ryan Wood. Replay that interview from the Wendy's Big Show earlier where Gary and I were going back and forth with Wood. Talked about a lot of different things across the spectrum, and he gave us an update on a lot of stuff from Green Bay over the last 48 hours as the Packers are prepping for the Chicago Bears. Let's hear that interview with Ryan Wood. It's time to find out the latest from Green Bay with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Brought to you by the Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. He is that guy on the Packers beat, Ryan Wood. Ryan, welcome to the Wendy's Big Show today. How's it going? Going very well, Ryan. I wanted to ask you, first off the bat, we we heard the news about Bakhtiari and Zadarius and Jair and everybody and their mothers talking about it today. But one name that I feel like we still haven't heard too much about is Josh Myers. And Gary and I were talking about that a little bit in the last hour of the show. Did Lafleur provide any update to you? Have you heard any updates about where Josh Myers is at in his return? Yeah, I mean, in short, he ain't there yet. So um, the window has not been open for him the way that it could potentially be open for the trio of all-pro players at premium positions that this Packers team is hoping to get back for the stretch run. Uh, Josh Myers, you know, preferred center. It's really remarkable what this offensive line has done uh, without not just the – everyone knows about the left side, but having Lucas Patrick slide into center, uh, it's, it's been remarkable. Uh, it's not a position that is easy to fill. So uh, he, he's not, uh, at this time, uh, the window's not open for him to return. It doesn't sound like it's particularly close, but they have not given up on him returning at some point this season. 
Well, let me ask you this then, because he talked about back to R.A. Jair yesterday and Zadarius could all return this week, uh, maybe. Uh, out of those three, who do they need back the most? Back to R.A. Jair and Zadarius. Gary, can't the answer be all of them? No. Give me one. I mean, it's true. Though. Well, I know, That's but just give me one. Just give me one, then we'll I'll talk answer about it. I'll, 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 I'll answer the question, but the remarkable thing is not that they're all three all-pros. It's that, like, other than quarterback, what are your three most important positions? Left tackle, edge, rush, and corner. Yeah, all three. And it's they're, they're, all, they're three all-pros yes. in the three most important positions that yes. don't, you know, throw the ball. And, you're, and what's their record, 9-3? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this team could get stupid good if the, all three of those guys return at their and play like themselves at their, at their full level. Whole, it, it, it takes this team – from being among the pack of contenders, which is where they're at right now, a very crowded pack in the NFC, to being the clear-cut Super Bowl favorite. Not to just represent the conference, but to win the whole thing. Uh, with that said, I'm still going to say David Bakhtiari. And it's because of Elton Jenkins and, and the fact that he's not coming back. I do think they need one of those guys on the left side. For as good as the Packers' offensive line has been with this makeshift roles all season, they were like that last year, too. The Packers' offensive line had a ton of injuries last year. They lost David Bakhtiari for four games in the middle of last season before he tore the ACL. And they pieced it together at a remarkable, remarkable way all throughout the season. What did you see in January when they had a truly elite defensive front to go against with the Super Bowl on the line? It was a problem. I think at some point, no matter how well they've done in this makeshift approach, at some point, they're going to need David Bakhtiari to lock down the left side for Aaron Rodgers. And so I would say David Bakhtiari, but look, again, you get those three guys back, this this team gets scary good. Yeah, no doubt, Ryan. And and I, I wanted to, to move to a little bit more about the coaching because you talked about how Adam Senevich has done an unbelievable job uh, building up this offensive line. And I think credit and not enough credit is going to Jerry Gray as well on the defensive side of things with – the way that he's found corners and and helping them make plays and and like guys like Razul Douglas, Eric Stokes, Kevin King, all these dudes making plays in in the backfield, and then uh, you also have um, you know Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, and the defensive coordinator Joe Barry, all doing an incredible job. Are you surprised that some of these guys? in the past at least, and, and obviously Joe Barry's only been here for a year, have not been poached by anybody to become head coaches, to become defensive or offensive coordinators on, on different teams throughout the league? That might be happening. You know, Nathaniel Hackett got an interview last year, and, and I, I imagine he, he, he sure looks like a future NFL head coach. I think Adam Stinovich is a rising star. I think Luke Getze has, has bright a bright future in front of him. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that the, the, the more success that Matt LaFleur is going to have, especially on the offensive side, uh, the more you're going to see his, his coaching tree start to sprout. It, it hasn't quite happened yet, but I, I do think this is a staff that has some really young, talented coaches on it that, that are going to absolutely be getting looks. We're getting to that time of year uh, for people looking at MVPs. Is, is Rodgers – in the MVP talk at all with Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor, you do you have anybody else? Uh, he's he's not not, 
I, you know, it's not like he's the front runner. It, it, the MVP race is just so different than it was last year. Last year, a year from a year ago, we we knew what it was about, right? It was a two horse race. It was Rogers and Mahomes. Everyone knew that. This year, kind of throw up your hands. I, I don't, I don't know who the clear cut front runner is in the MVP race this year. Aaron Rodgers, by virtue of being a quarterback for a nine and three team, having a really good year, another really efficient year, obviously. Um, he's absolutely in position where if he if he goes on a blitz of these last five games, he'll he'll be in the conversation. Uh, but the fact that there is still five weeks left in this season, and it's so close, it's really hard. I, I, these these last five games are going to mean a lot when it comes to MVP race because no one's separated themselves from the pack. So um, yeah, he's there. But I, I think a, a, the, the MVP race is ultimately going to be decided in the last five games. We just talk to Ross Tucker and we'll probably maybe not just came in my mind right now maybe we'll do this topic for tomorrow but Ross said that no way Rogers gets it because of the off the field issues that he's had and he thinks that voters may look at him in a certain kind of way yeah you know I'm not a voter so I can't you know I haven't interviewed voters um but if I was a voter, it'd be all about football. Correct. So, but we know that uh, it the is the fact that he missed the game might have something to do with it, and that's obviously you know it. COVID nineteen, a lot of players have missed the game. But if you know if if it's close, and you're going against another candidate that's played seventeen games and you have played sixteen, that absolutely might factor into it. I don't think the shenanigans with the Pat McAfee show. If I was a voter, I would I would put zero stock into that. Uh, you, that's that's separate than, than football. To me, the MVP vote is to document who was the most valuable player for that season. It's a historical record. But it, we know that's what it's supposed to be, today. though. But those guys are not like that, Woody. We know that. I don't know, man. You, you, you're, you're talking. You know, I I I'd like to think that people in my profession have more credibility than that, and so I'm probably not the one to 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 say something otherwise. I, I think that that. The writers that have MVP votes care about curating the history of this game. Well, why wasn't T.O. a first ballot Hall of Famer? I wasn't in the room. <laughs> you know, I, I think the fact that he was uh, what he, he was he was traded in his prime, which didn't, uh, or released in his prime, which did, did not bode well for him. Uh, he, he was a distraction to his team. Didn't help. He was also a Hall of Fame talent, and that's why he's in now. So, I mean, the, the fact is, Terrell Owens is a Hall of Famer. I wasn't in the I wasn't in the room, so I can't say exactly why he wasn't on the first ballot. Well, I would venture to say that I know you weren't in the room, and I wasn't either. But it, it, to me, the numbers—if it's about numbers—he should have been in the first ballot Hall of Famer. So it had everything to do with a lot of other ancillary stuff that he did. I think we both could agree on that. Yeah, but I don't think that the Aaron Rodgers ancillary stuff is anywhere near the Terrell, no. Terrell Owens ancillary. No, stuff. they're both too different. But what I'm saying is, people do vote. The 19 thoughts is is something that is is, is making this team worse. Terrell, Terrell Owens going in and dividing locker rooms can make a team worse. That's, that's yeah. to me that's apples and oranges. No, but, but what I'm saying to you is, people do vote for other reasons than what they do on the field. Is what I'm saying. That's my point. Yeah, but again, in, in this case, I, I, I don't, I don't think that anything that has happened with Aaron Rodgers and his COVID nineteen beliefs, his vaccination beliefs, have had anything to do with, with the product of football. Agreed. Now, when you, you, 
you know, it, it, it involves football because it, it, you know, his, his decision to, to not be vaccinated jeopardized potentially losing, missing a, a second game uh, because of NFL protocols. So, so there, there's, there's football related to it, but it's, it, it's different than the product on the field. So we're talking about Aaron Rodgers here and, and the MVP COVID side of Aaron Rodgers, but, but I want to talk about that toe because, you know, he had said on the Pat McAfee show that maybe he's having the surgery. LaFleur says yesterday that it looks like that's not happening, but he did. It, uh, photos were taken of him talking to a doctor. I think it was in LA uh, yesterday. Is was Do you think it was a good decision for him to not get this surgery? Obviously, he didn't want to miss any playing time, but I guess your thoughts on all of that and what's happening with his toe right now. Well, what Aaron Rodgers is hoping for is that he doesn't need surgery, so it's not something that he has to deal with the rest of the year because even if it's minor, and let's be real, in, in the anatomical hierarchy, a pinky toe is very, very down the list. But even if it's a minor surgery, there's, there's rehab, there's recovery, there, there's things you have to do post-op. Right. To, to you know have it not be an issue whereas if it heals naturally on its own you don't have to go through that gauntlet so that's the hope for Aaron Rodgers is, and, and the fact that it is so minor has allowed him to have a very soft deadline on whether you you get the surgery on this pinky toe or not so um, the bottom line he's not going to miss any games it, it, he's not going to do that it's a matter of how long he'll have to deal with it and if it heals naturally on its own he'll have to deal with it a lot less long than than if he has to do post-op uh any juice for this game on uh sunday you feel anything no <sighs> there needs to be because you know in this league <laughs> if you overlook someone then that's a good recipe to get beat but i mean it's tough it, it, it's it's gotta be Got to be tough not to think that the, the Packers are just going to roll over. There's a reason why this game was demoted from primetime, right? I mean, it's not because of the Packers. It's because of the Bears. So, uh, you know, it's Packers-Bears. But, yeah, these two teams are very, very different spots. They are in very, very different spots. Uh, no doubt about it. Right about, no, all, did about it. He didn't sound excited about it. No, he did not sound excited about it. Maybe he'll have God. a little bit more juice on Thursday when he joins us. Again, Ryan, really appreciate the time today. We're look, looking forward to talking to you on Thursday. There was our interview with Ryan Wood earlier on the Wendy's Big Show. If you missed any of that, you can go to bigshownetwork.com, replay one of those interviews there that we have all of. The podcast set up there. What a quick break when we come back. Got a funny piece of audio from you from the for you from the Bart Winkler show. And Rami Makloff joins us. And we kind of kickstart the Rami show coming up in about 10-15 minutes here. That's next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. Just a couple minutes here before. The Rami Show, so the Rami, Rami Makhlouf, yeah. joins me, Dan Plucker, filling in for Sparky today. He's back after his day off, but and there are a couple things I want to talk to you about. Yes, sir. Uh, dogs, but first, okay. I need to know what the deal is with our hosts and singing songs on the radio recently. What do you mean? Uh, well, this was from Bart Winkler's show, from Bart's show earlier today. Okay. Uh, he decided that he was going to sing a lot of his reads today. His live reads? Yeah. His oh, live reads. Scrub it up. Scrub it up. Scrub it up. Hard to say, easy to use. You can wash your car every day if you want. 
$13 a month. The Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club all over town. Any local Scrub-A-Dub. Sign up at Scrub-A-Dub.biz. Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club. Hard to say. Get your car washed every single day. Scrub-A-Dub. Scrub a scrub club, scrub a scrub, scrub, scrub a dub scrub club. Hard to say, easy to use. Sign up at scrub a dub. What so, happened to his music there? I, I think he just cut it out or wow. it ran out. Okay. Um. So that happened. Yeah. But then I know Friday you're doing some stuff for the toy drive. But yeah. I just thought we need to bless our listeners with this again. Meet the Mets, meet the Mets, step right up and greet the Mets, bring your kitties, bring your wife, guaranteed to have the time of your life because the Mets are really sucking the ball, knocking those home runs over the wall, east side, west side, everybody's coming down to meet the M-E-T-S Mets of New York Times. <laughs> really, I put 100% into that. Dude. You did. I did you not did. hold back. New York. New York. I did my full New York accent. You did like wow. the opposite of Brian Kelly. You yeah. went from being a northerner to <laughs> to doing like a southern accent, but what Brian Kelly did. You I were, turned into a New Yorker. You're, you're, you turned yeah. into New Yorker. You pulled I'm a Brian Kelly. I'm a chameleon, Kelly. dude. I'm a yeah. chameleon. Wherever you put me, I will adapt. I will adapt wherever wherever you want me to go. So I had to bless our listeners with uh, the beautiful singing I'm glad voices. You didn't play of the other Rami one. I sang. I sang another song. I know you did. You, you sang oh, the, don't bears, worry, that's the Bears. The Bears oh, suck. Okay, yeah, I good. figured that was going to wind up. Uh, yeah, in it's the... Bears Packers week. I should yeah, expect that to show up somewhere. all week long yeah, now. Yeah. That one and the other one that you said uh, that you'd never be a fan of the franchise again, pretty much. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I expect those both to be played uh, often. I'm on the score Sunday down in Chicago. Just uh. <laughs> Don't send those down there is all I have. <laughs> Oh, we already uh, did. Oh, okay, good, good, I mean, they were good. sent to, I mean, <laughs> I sent them to Mitch before the toy drive show was even over, so. You, oh, my he God. He asked for it. So, uh, oh, I'm not going yeah. to not send the boss what he wants. Oh, man. They're, uh, they're going to have some fun with you on okay. Sunday, I think, right. there, Rami. Um, so then uh, that all happened. Yesterday, though, on the show, I announced to uh, both Wisconsin on the big show yes. and locally here in Milwaukee. Yes. That I am getting a dog. There you go. Uh, very soon. Nice. And we were having a conversation about it. Yes. I don't know if Sam saved this clip. Uh, I asked him to. He probably, no. yeah, okay, he didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> he was doing a bunch of other things during the big show. It's okay. A million things so we were talking. So I was talking to Gary about my dog, right? And he, uh, he asked me what kind of dog was I was getting. I'm getting a Schnauzer Shih Tzu mix. So a Schnauzer. Okay. It's supposed to be less than 10 pounds. Okay. And I said that word for word for Gary. Yes. He goes, my dog's poop bigger than that. <laughs> and then he proceeded to say, I know because I've measured it before. Measured I've weighed it? the dog's poop what? before. He told me that when his dog's poop, he looks at the poop and guesses how much it weighs. And then if it's really big, he'll weigh it. <laughs> That man's got issues. Isn't that the craziest thing that you've ever heard. That man's got issues, dude. <laughs> for said, what purpose? I just because. For what purpose? Because it's fun Did for him. Did his vet ask him to weigh the poop? No. No, I, this is just. He didn't give, provide that this information. He's taking himself for recreation yes. to weigh poop. He said that he weighed poop once and it was 25 pounds There's out of his no dog. Way. There's I no way. I can't buy that one, either. In one, no. There's no way that in one <laughs> squat, his dog, his dog, 
put out 25 pounds. There's no way. That's impossible. I, he should take I his dog know. to a doctor yeah. immediately. He was, that's what he was telling me. He what said, is he feeding these beasts? I don't know. He was telling me, he told me that he and his, uh, his lady friend, the two of them guess how heavy the poops are that come out. Where do they out, even then weigh they it? Actually, Where do they, what's, yes, on what I scale? I asked so many questions. On I said, what scale? I said, okay, how do you do this? He said he gets a usual poop bag, picks up the poop, sure, yeah. then takes his scale from inside, takes it outside, and puts the poop on it to weigh it. Oh, my God, dude. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I'm going to throw up right now. What is he doing? I don't know. Is this what happens when you get old? You just you I... start, you run out of things to do? You start weighing poop? What, what? I have no idea. It was the cra- one of the craziest conversations I've yeah, ever had with Gary. Yeah, that's insanity. I was, I was dumbfounded. I was so That's lost. ridiculous. Was, that's utter insanity, I know. dude. I agree. So a caller called in and was telling me that uh, I wasn't getting a dog, that I was basically like, Gary's dogs are dogs. You're not getting a dog because it's so small. So yesterday on the Rami uh. show, we did a segment. I said, okay. At what point, at what size is a dog no longer a dog? Like my thing is this. Yeah. I have I have a rule. I have I have a rule of thumb for this actually. All right. Um the body, not the legs, not the head, just the body. Mm-hmm. Is it bigger than an NFL regulation football? Okay. Is the body bigger than an NFL regulation football? Yeah. If it's smaller than an NFL regulation football, that's not a dog you got there. I'm sorry. I'm not saying you can't love it. I'm not saying it can't be a pet. That's just not a dog. That thing's not hunting anything. Like dog that the dog has been bred out of whatever that is that you're getting. I'm sure it's beautiful and I'm sure you're gonna love it. And I'm sure it's gonna be real cuddly and fun and play games. It ain't no dog though. I'm gonna tell you flat it's not All that's right. not that's not a dog. Am I right? See, am I right about that, Sam? Yeah, NFL I went, regulation football. Sam played it a little bit nicer to me. Okay. It is the first dog that I will ever own. Sure. So like at least and I and Sam knew that. So maybe without the context, you just like ripped my whole heart. Can to you shreds, do air quotes when you say it's the first dog you're ever gonna own? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do air quotes around dog? <laughs> yeah, Sam, you said it was up to the knee, right? That yeah. was your that Usually, was your rule. If it's below my knee, it's gotta really like earn my trust. Is this thing above the knee? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. That's like I said, saying, it's going to be dude. like 10 pounds, that's dude. What I'm that's saying. that's yeah. tiny. It's going to be like the size of my foot. It's going to be real cute. I'm sure it's real cute. It's real cute. It's <laughs> not a dog. It's just not a dog. Yeah, that's all. That shouldn't that shouldn't break your heart. No, it, it, I mean, these are just labels. These are just labels we put on things. Who cares? It's a dog to me, Robbie. If it's cute and it's lovable and it's fun and it gives you yeah. the companionship and all the other things you want out of out of a canine companion, then you're you're good, dude. All I know is Who my cares dog cares what I call it. I, I will never have to weigh my dog's poop because I know it will not be 25 pounds. If your like, dog poops 25 pounds, it's gonna be get it to an dog. emergency room. Like immediately. Get it get it to immediate medical care. Robbie, what's coming up on the show pounds. today? On the show today, uh, a lot of talk about these Packers, uh, the three all pros coming back. And last week I was talking to Sparky and he was like, oh, yeah, they're winning. Like, it's a given. They're winning the Super Bowl if they give the if they get these these three guys back. And so my question is, is there any excuse for not winning a Super Bowl if you get all three all pros back for the Green Bay Packers okay. this year. Uh, after that, is there, I didn't, it's crazy. I'm even, I'm at, think back to a year ago and then imagine that I'm asking this question and then try to come up with an answer for it. All right. Okay. Is there a big three even close to the Milwaukee Bucks right now in the NBA? Think back to a year ago and we were even questioning if they had a two and a three. Mm. Now, now try and give me a big three that's on the level of Giannis, Chris, and Drew. Even close. Even close. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Aiton. That's close, DeAndre you think? Aiden. 
That's probably the best you could come up with. Maybe, maybe the Lakers when they're all healthy and clicking. Yeah, but they're not clicking. I no. Don't think so. Because Giannis LeBron may be a wash, and I think I might take Anthony Davis as a two over Chris as a number two guy over Chris Middleton. Well, I would argue that AD is the one and LeBron's the two at this point. Okay. But. All right. So that's but a conversation Russell, we'll have. But Westbrook is so bad that I think yeah, it no. negates. That's the what I'm two. saying. Bart Winkler. The man you just heard, he'll be here at 4 o'clock Tuesdays with Winkler. We'll also talk with Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus and David Sampson, Milwaukee native, former Marlins president, host of the Nothing Personal with David Sampson podcast. You can hear that on your Odyssey app. And uh, he's going to have some real interesting insight on this lockout in Major League Baseball. We've been trying to track David down for a minute. We had him Friday. He Mm -hmm. had something come up. He was here yesterday. I had, of course, something come up, was not feeling great. So uh, we got him for today to talk about Yeah, when Sam was telling me the guests I had on the show, I was like, oh, cool. I get to talk to David Sampson. That's awesome. And then and then I took him back. And then you took, took him, him back. back. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, right, well, I guess I'm not talking My about bad. the lockout with David Sorry Sampson. Sorry about that. Fine. My well, bad. I, I'm glad. I just love talking to David Sampson, so I wanted to have him all to myself. So no, he'll be here I, at 530 I, I on the show. I can appreciate that. So jam-packed show today. Yeah. Jam-packed. Yeah. I hope that you talk a little bit of Mets on the show. There'll uh, be no Mets. That was per request David of David uh, Sampson. You could probably that's from our Green Bay football insider Ryan, Ryan Wood. Wood He'll be on tomorrow for his yeah. donation. He got he got okay. me to sing that song. All right. Well, I just really want to play it one more play time. It, it has been Dan Plucker filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today on Sparky's Midday Madness. Yeah. I'll be back tomorrow on the big show and Sparky's Midday Madness as well. Rami show coming up next. I mean, we got bears still suck. Meet the Mets, meet the Mets, step right up and greet the Mets, bring your kitties, bring your wife, guaranteed to have the time of your life because the- This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 